Hey there. Welcome to Through Triple A Eyes. I'm your host, Triple A. Welcome back, y'all. How have you been? I've been well. I've been well. It's been a good week with a lot of interesting conversations. And, you know, the Gemini in me is always happy for some good conversation and some, you know, mental stimulation. <laughs> um, first of all, it's a little bit early. I'm a couple of days early, but I'm going to do it anyways because I can't guarantee I'll remember for last week. Forgive my memory. But happy early birthday, Cancer. Shout out to all the Cancerians who are listening in. Happy birthday. And also, a very special um, announcement. So, as of two days ago, the little baby who was born premature that I told you all about a few weeks ago, well, he came home. He's doing well. He's still got a ways to go, got to gain some weight and everything, but he is a cutie. Um, and just, you know, we're really blessed that he was able to get home safe. So thank you to everyone who's been asking for updates on him. I appreciate y'all. Now, so this past week, there has been a lot of talk about repatriation, um, especially since I mentioned to y'all before that this year in Ghana is the year of return, where they're looking for the folks in the diaspora to come back and to sort of find a home here. Um, so I even attended um, this past uh, week. I attended an event that dealt with re repatriation to show folks what's available if they do come here and it brought up a lot of thoughts for me but before I go any further I think it's really important for me to wish um, especially my um, you know sort of African-American brothers and sisters and technically it's an American history thing but happy Juneteenth for y'all who are not familiar with what Juneteenth, uh, Juneteenth is, it's basically um, on the 19th of June. Uh, let me get the date right. I believe 1865. Um, just double checking my dates there. Yes. Yep, I was right. June 19th, 1865. There was a major announcement made by General Granger in Galveston, Texas, and the announcement was the slaves were now free. So y'all, you can imagine what magnitude that news had. And the scary thing is not everybody got the news that day. Um, you know, some folks were still enslaved for a couple of years later. Um, so again, but it's such an important day. It's essentially an independence day for a huge group of enslaved people. And, um, you know, I don't think it actually gets as much recognition as it should 
but I just you know I think since we're talking about repatriation it's important to uh, point out Juneteenth so to all of those who are celebrating happy Juneteenth so with the conversation of repatriation and now I'm going to talk about it in a general sense not only for people of the diaspora moving to Africa but it could be for anyone somebody even myself I guess I essentially repatriated myself because I was born in Ghana but you know haven't lived here since I was three years old so I've been a lifetime expat of you know of sorts and you know repatriated myself a, you know a year and a half ago now it brings up a lot of stuff good and bad so I just wanted to talk a little bit about it and for folks who are thinking about moving abroad or moving back home um, wherever home is for you so one of the things I think before you move anywhere it's really important to kind of take stock of who you are because not everybody can move somewhere they're not familiar with and you know you need to know for example are you a traveler do you have it in you especially if you're moving somewhere new and it's not only work related why are you moving are you you know are you the type of person I remember uh, um, this is the best way I can describe this person um, I I was in Cyprus in um, outside of Paphos beautiful uh, town in uh, Cyprus and you know at this beautiful taverna and the wind is you know the breeze is blowing by the sea you got a gorgeous view and they've got all this scrumptious you know seafood on the menu like octopus and I don't know um, what do you call it red mullet and da 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 name it shrimp and you know just delicious stuff and then the guy next to me orders chicken nuggets and fries and I remember thinking are you serious because this was a grown man you know somewhere in his 50s and I was like I almost wanted to snatch the menu from him and say think again think again try again but that's what he wanted was chicken nuggets and fries so I think when you're you know looking at moving somewhere new you need to decide are you the type of person who goes for the mixed grill and tries everything that there is to all you know to enjoy or are you the chicken nuggets and fries so it's important to know which one you are there's nothing wrong with either one but it will sort of dictate the experience you're gonna have so now that you know if you're a mixed grill kind of person or a chicken nugget and fries person now you have to f ask yourself what exactly are you looking to achieve or what are you expecting to find once you move to wherever you're trying to move now if you're moving back home especially after a significant amount of time significant amount of time I would say anywhere from five years and above that you've been away and maybe you haven't been visiting that often 
be ready to feel a bit out of place because things change and things change really quickly, especially when you come through to the parts of the world where technology has been slow to reach. Any influx of technology changes the vibe. It changes people's interactions with each other. So, for example, I'll speak for myself when I was moving to Ghana, you know, because I was coming here for a project, I really didn't think too much of it. Um, I just thought, well, I'm here, you know, I know what, what I have to do. And that was it. I really didn't think about the social or the mental implications of my, um, you know, of my transition. Whereas if I was moving to another country that I wasn't, you know, um, you know, which wasn't my uh, birthplace or anything, I think I would have done more research. I just assumed because I was of Ghanaian background that it would be okay. It would be easy. So y'all don't be like me. Do your research and check it out. If you haven't been home for a significant amount of time or moved or wherever you're moving for a significant amount of time or never ever been, do your research. There's a lot of stuff out there and, you know, and learn about it. While you're doing your research, especially if this is in terms of a long-term move, go back save some money, go back, check out the cost of living, check out the cost of groceries, check out, check out the, you know, the cost of paint, check out the cost of everything that you need, because there are some simple, simple things that you will be surprised that maybe it's too expensive or it's not even available. And it will drive you crazy. For example, the deodorant I like to use, I can't find it. And when I do find it, I'm pretty sure that it's a fake. It's not the real thing. So little things like this, I find myself wanting to import. And I know it makes no sense. Of course, there are other, um, you know, uh, deodorants available, but it's the one I have used for most of my life. And I just want to continue using it. So find out what is available there and do your best. You know, whenever I ask people about cost of living, cost of living is relative. What the government says cost of living is, is usually not the one I would ask you to go buy. Cost of living, you have to see if you're asking a friend or somebody you know in that place you're moving, you need to understand what are their financial circumstances. How do they shop? All of these things affect the cost of living. So if I ask somebody who lives in a penthouse or something about cost of living, they might tell me, well, maybe you need $200 per day, whatever, because that's their existence. Whereas if I ask somebody who is sort of more into subsistence living, their cost of living is going to be a lot more, you know, more affordable because again, they're trying to live within their means. So go to wherever you're going and check out these things. And, you know, 
don't stay in a hotel. If you can rent an apartment for a couple of weeks, I always recommend apartments because they force you to cook. And once you are cooking, you that means you're going into the local markets, you're going into the supermarket, and you're starting to see what is available and what is not to give you a better idea. Now, beyond cost of living, y'all, let's talk about healthcare. You know, I've told you a bit about the healthcare here in Ghana, but healthcare can be dodgy in almost every country out there. You know, so we often, especially when we're younger, we really don't think about healthcare. But you need to know what your options are. You need to know if your embassy will help you in case of emergency. You know, you need to know what's out there. Um, I recently met someone who um, lived in a neighboring African country and unfortunately got a very severe um, injury to her legs. And she had to actually leave the country while injured to go to, you know, to come to Ghana to um, to get surgery, actually to get an MRI before they could decide what surgery she would take because it wasn't available where she lived. So these are the things to keep in mind, especially if you're moving to a more rural environment, you know, I, I hate to be a fear monger or anything like that, but I think sometimes we have to be realistic and look at worst case scenarios. And of course, there are local medicine to deal with almost every situation, but sometimes you need more. So keep that in mind. Check it out. See what your insurance will cover if you're traveling without insurance. What are those options and what can you ex expect? I mean, some countries are fantastic. I think years ago when I was in Jamaica, a friend had to have um, emergency surgery. And I think when it was all said and done with a two-night hospital stay, I think we paid the equivalent of a couple of hundred dollars because they had socialized health care. So that was fantastic for us. And we were lucky that you know, there was a good surgeon available where close closer to where we were. So do your homework, y'all. If you're moving with children, this is even more. I think you have to do your due diligence depending on the age of the child. You know, shifting schools. What type of school system are you moving into? Is it something that is taking your child back or is it, you know, something that's taking your child forward educationally? Um, do you homeschool? Do they join school? There are so many options. So do take a look at that. Another important thing, especially when you're moving back, is that culture shock. I think we underestimate culture shock. We, I know... I did and I think it's easy to assume of course people are the same we have the same needs everywhere 
but our cultures are so different our um, driving forces in our cultures can vary a lot and I will tell you here in Ghana I am still getting used to the culture to to the traditions to the behavior for example in Ghana people can be a bit passive aggressive nobody really talks directly we apologize for everything we say thank you a hundred times now while that seems really you know polite and everything you don't actually have direct conversations with anyone which for me is very hard because I like to tackle everything on you know uh, head on and I like to poke the bear a lot and that's not what is common here so learning to navigate that culture drives me crazy some days and other days I appreciate it especially if there is an uncomfortable conversation you need to have but there are protocols that need to be followed often when I think about you know cultures with a lot of protocol I think of the Japanese and how we teach you know everybody how to behave in Japan but I think this is true of every country there is protocol you need to follow and we have to learn about it so now that you've decided you want to move I think it's also vital that we understand you are not stuck nobody said you can only move once in your life nobody said you are stuck wherever you are in case you go there give it that good college try you know and if it doesn't work there's nothing wrong with saying hey it didn't work it's like going into a relationship you know there's give and take there's time you've got to give and it's okay if it doesn't work there's nothing wrong with that don't let anyone shame you or talk you out of it perhaps maybe you want to move to a neighboring country you know you decided the one that you moved to it was okay but it wasn't what you were seeking but you started to like the place next door so be it go to the place next door if you can afford it and do it safely and you know as organized as you can be and moving doesn't have to be a backpacking existence if you have stuff take your stuff take what will make you comfortable I think it's when you change your surroundings yes it's a growing moment it's a growing opportunity for yourself but at the same time there's nothing wrong with wanting something that is um, familiar you know there's nothing wrong with wanting something um, that you know for example mr. chicken nuggets and fries you know maybe this all the new Cypriot food was too different for him so he wanted his uh, you know nugget and fries and that's okay but we have to be flexible when living outside and also be aware as you become citizens of the world 
you change as well. So if you do choose to go back to wherever you're moving from, do know that you have been changed and you have been moved a little bit. And if you haven't, I would question, you know, because I think for me, moving outside of your comfort zone is it's a learning experience so if you move back and you haven't been changed at the very least and you haven't learned anything I need to question you <laughs> I, I will judge a little bit you know so Mr. or Miss Chicken Nuggets and Fries I implore you to check out the local food check out that mixed grill check out that I don't know, that fufu, check out the banku and tilapia or whatever is native to where you are going. Check it out. Unless, of course, I have my limits too, y'all. I'm adventurous, but I draw the line at eating bugs and worms and uh-uh-uh-uh. I can't do it. I can't do it. So that's that's where I order my chicken nuggets and fries. <laughs> so really do, if you're considering making a move, do do your due diligence and be ready for the feelings. De you know, depression unfortunately can seek in because you're out of your comfort zone. You're away from everyone you know. And that gets really tough. There are dark days, but always know, you know, after dark days, there's always light. And, you know, keep yourself busy. Make an effort to meet new people. Um, there are always other expats like yourself, on, you know, somewhere. So keep in touch and make friends. I'm now finally starting to make friends and it's really improving my experience here. Um, it's the longest I've gone without making, you know, meeting like-minded people. So it was really hard for me, but I'm starting to, um, to tr tr uh, feel a bit more um, settled in as I'm making friends and I'm able to have people who are going through the, you know, talk to people who are going through the same uh, situation, you know, um, so that's lovely. And of course, I've got my husband, so I think he takes, he takes the brunt of, uh, of it some days of me transitioning, but do find a support system. And if you don't find any, do keep in touch with the support system you had wherever you're moving from. And when you're repatriating, I think an important thing to know is that not everyone is wants you to come change their lives. Especially, I say this for those who are moving to um, countries with a you know with more socioeconomic differences. And you may be moving from a country that is more prosperous, per se. Not everyone wants your charity. Not everyone wants your pity. Not everyone wants to hear what they are doing wrong, even though there may be a lot of wrong. I think we need to also learn to be sensitive that 
people, even though there's a lot of wrong wherever they are, that is somebody's home, that's somebody's existence. They may not have any other option than where they are and what they're doing in life. So be sensitive um, when talking about their political systems, about the, uh, the way they live, because that constant critique is not nice. Um, I learned this lesson years ago. I was out with a friend at the time and um, actually a couple of friends and we were talking about this was right after September 11th and we were talking about you know people about going to war and I mentioned someone I knew who said um, you know he didn't want to go to war if there was a draft he he would skip out on it and one of the people I was talking to took offense to that because her family had uh, military veterans and you know took offense to it and then I said well to be honest I wouldn't want to go to war as well especially you know in that situation and she blew up at me and started shouting that I should go back to where I came from. Now, this is something that later on kind of became a little bit of a quintessential American moment for me because I heard it from other people saying it to others, not on, you know, not only to myself, but it's it's very easy to tell someone to go back to where they came from without understanding why they felt a certain way. So I think if you can keep the conversation lines open and stay away from those kind of accus accusatory moments and actually learn why things are, and there are a lot of frustrating things out here and don't get me wrong, there is a lot of wrong, but this is somebody's world, this is somebody's existence, and we need to be sensitive about it. Um, and we, again, hmm, I think if you are choosing to go out of your comfort zone and move into another country, realize there is a whole world there that has ex existed without you so when in rome do as the romans do so no one is saying to fall you know hook line and sinker but learn how they move learn how they operate and then you also get to maneuver within that society um, I'm saying this from experience and I'm saying it from just the human fact. When I have traveled, I think the best part has been delving into somebody else's life and learning what they can teach you. So do take that opportunity and try something other than the chicken nuggets and fries, y'all. So thank you very much. I know I've kind of, um, this issue, it's a big one. And we'll probably revisit it. 
um, down the line. But do let me know your thoughts if you're thinking about repatriating somewhere else or you are a lifelong expat or a third culture kid like myself. Do reach out, send me your thoughts, let's talk about it. Let me know what you have found difficult when you re relocated and what have you found rewarding as well. Um, because for me, what has been the most rewarding living in different countries are the friendships I have made, the lessons I've learned, the stories I have heard, which kind of led me to start a through triple eyes, a, a through triple A eyes, um, because I wanted to share some of those stories and I'm trying to do that through some of the interviews, um, I have on, on the, uh, on the podcast. So do share, um, I would love to hear from y'all and have a blessed week. I'll be back next week, hopefully with an interview. So stay tuned. Y'all have a great week. Take care. Bye.